some time but we are back i got dylon jj and i are here to break down some of the happenings in the past few weeks in the nba i know it's been about five weeks since we've last recorded but uh we you know we wanted to break down the recent trade deadline the outlook on the nba season as of right now you know i think we have less than 20 games left for most of the teams um nba's it's kind of starting to swing into things uh we're only about a month away from playing games so, uh, Tylon, JJ, how are you guys feeling about the NBA right now? JJ, go ahead. Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm disappointed because uh, I was all high on the Nuggets, put a future in on them to, to win the championship just because my brain, my simple brain told me, oh, my God, these guys are the biggest team in the league now with Aaron Gordon in the starting lineup. <laughs> And they're really athletic, and they're like eight and one. They're definitely going to win the championship. And then, boom, Jamal Murray goes down with an injury like a day later. So, uh, feeling good, a little bit sad about that. But um, I don't know. It's it's kind of a. I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited for the playoffs to start. This we're kind of entering the last quarter of the season, but I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready for the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. It's just about that time. I think the regular season that it's getting it's getting to that point where it's like, all right, let's just ramp up the competitiveness, you know. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, it is too bad about Jamal Murray. I thought the same exact thing. It would have been really fun to see the Western playoffs, Western Conference playoffs this year. With uh, you know, I mean, it would have just been a juggernaut between Clippers, Lakers, Suns, Jazz, Nuggets. I mean, that's you know, that's five teams just right off the bat. Um, you know, add in the other teams that still would have been competing, the Mavericks and Spurs and uh, the rest of them. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, NBA, I mean, I couldn't be happier with it right now. Just it's nice to actually have, I know we're going to kind of dive deeper into it later, but it's nice to actually have competitiveness across the league where we don't have any real clue who's going to win the NBA finals right now. The two main favorites have had, you know, big time injury issues all year, the Nets and the Lakers, um, so they haven't, you know, gotten any sort of continuity. So they'll be kind of trying to get that right going into the playoffs. So, yeah, no, it's fun. And obviously the Suns, um, you know, have been fun to watch. So, no, it's it's a blast. When was the last time the Suns were competitive, Dylan? Has it been about like 10, 12 years for you? 2000, like 2011, right? I think, I can't remember if it was the year, season 2010 to 2011 or 2009 to 2010, but it was like the 2010 season. And that was when we went to the semi or uh, the um, co- conference finals and lost to the Lakers, I believe. Yes. And lost to the Lakers. The Lakers went on to beat the Magic. And we would have played the Orlando Magic in the NBA finals. And the reason we lost that series was because we didn't box out run our test on a free throw attempt. And he made the game winning shot and they won the series. Um, so yeah, about no, this it's, every been, night? it's been 10. It sounds like, 
Literally, yeah. yeah. No. It's like wake it up. Just I mean, you heard it. Cold on... sweats. Box it's out. Funny, Box out. Yeah, I know. Ron, no, yeah. Get, somebody get Ron. I know JJ. Excuse me, excuse me Meta World Peace. I know. I know JJ uh, mentioned it to us, but I don't know. Monks, I don't know if you ended up um, listening to the Bill Simmons podcast, but he like went into it, and he's like, "The Phoenix Suns are the biggest what if team in the NBA. Like, not even close. Like, what if we got the." You know the we with the coin flip in the Lou Alcindor, you know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar draft. We we basically had a coin flip for the first, number one overall pick and lost it, and we got the number two pick, and number one was the Bucks, and they drafted Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, you know, you know and number two was the what if uh, we took. He ended up not being a bad basketball player, but I don't remember what his name is off the top of my head. But like he's that like irrelevant, but like he wasn't like a bad player by any means. But I mean, he, you know, <laughs> it's steep drop off from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, so no, and then there's obviously the you know what if Robert Ory doesn't hit Steve Nash into the scoreboard? What if uh, you know John Paxson doesn't make that game in game or doesn't make that shot in game six in the '93 Finals? Um, you know, what if Steve Nash doesn't break his face open in that series? What if the ref didn't cheat and gamble in that series and pick, you know, so, gamble? So what, if, so what if Steve Nash was tough? That's what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what if there? That's a big one. Also, um, the, the, uh, the, the coin flip person was, uh, was Connie Hawkins. No. Who, well, he was the coin flip person, but he wasn't the second pick, though. I'm sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Let's see. I can Google it real quick. Yeah. Well, oh, no, the, uh, he was on the. He was already. He was the one that was already on their team. You're right. He did the coin flip yeah. for them, I guess. Right. No, he was on the roster in the the 69 season. Dude, Neil, how, how do you Walk. forget the shit, man? <laughs> Neil Walk. Neil. Neil W A L K was the yeah, second overall pick. That guy. Yeah, That's and funny. I don't I don't know who he was too, but I just know that That's like the people when they talk about him, they like say that he's not, you know, he wasn't terrible for I think like ten seasons. It's um, not a great basketball name, Neil Walk. Yeah, Neil Walk, and it might be yeah. Neil Walker. I just I just looked real quick. I just saw Walk. I think it was just Walk though. Um, but yeah, no. So it's just kind of interesting, you know, to to now this could arguably be better than any of the seven seconds or less sons you know teams i mean it you know it kind of we do have that type of talent so yeah it'll be it'll be fun to watch are you in on deandre aiden right now or are you out on deandre aiden i am I like we I'm need a, it's a day-to-day it really is it really is an up and down roller coaster but now he he has played pretty consistently well for the last probably eight games or so um, and it's not that he plays bad. It's just when you watch him and that's why it's like, you look at his box scores after games, you're probably going to look and be like, what the heck? Like, what are you talking about? He averages a double, double and, you know, basically averages, I think like 17 and 12 or 17. And oh, 11. Yeah. His stats are awesome. He's on my yeah. And so it's like, he's been great. But when you just like watch the games, you realize like, oh my gosh, like this dude could dominate. Like he could easily be the third best center behind Jokic and Embiid and, you know, maybe go bear or whatever. But, um, you know, I mean, you watched, I don't know if you guys watched the Utah jazz Suns game, I guess probably not with how late you guys, 
uh, you know, the game start over on in where you guys live. But, um, but I mean, he like outplayed Rudy Gobert big time against the jazz and we, you know, beat the jazz pretty handedly that game. So, um, you know, it's just, it's just pretty fun, you know, pretty fun to watch, but I, I think he, you know, I'm definitely in on him right now. Yeah. We'll put, we'll put it that way right now. Dude, speaking of time yeah, zones, second. if I was on the West coast, I would watch a million times more basketball. Like I'm still watching yeah. probably too much. Like I stay up until 12 one and I'll catch those late night games. But if I, if I could just turn, turn on the TV at five o'clock and then just sit yeah. down and watch six hours of basketball, that would be pretty sick. <laughs> that is like such a, such yeah. a benefit to a basketball fan. Well, I'm probably like, not as good even, once, even once for... like NFL season comes around, but like, like you just have but to no, it is, it is for the NFL season. The games start at 10 AM here. Do you like and that? And then when the when the times change, it starts at 11 a.m. Yeah, I love it because it's like Actually, literally your entire day. Better. Yeah, like your entire entire day. Literally, could be watching football. The Sunday night games I think start at 4:30 and 5:30. Um, so yeah, I mean you're pretty much watching football from 10 a.m. to you know 8:30 or so. I'm just imagining NBA games on being. Like NBA games being on, like as work is ending, and it's just like, oh my god, that's so amazing. <laughs> my day, my days yeah. would end at five every single day. Yeah, I mean, it's let's see, it's it's six o'clock right now, and the Suns game doesn't start for another hour, so I'll be able to, you know, have dinner and watch the <laughs> watch the Suns game. Yeah, if I want to watch the Celtics tonight, I have to stay up until one a.m. and then have to explain to my yeah. boss yeah. Why, why I woke up late. And also, the West Coast <laughs> games are always by far the best games. Yeah, they are. Yeah, especially this season. It's definitely West Coast. It's a little bit better. Just it's just too bad that like Jazz, the Celtics, Clippers, Celtics have been a little disappointed, disappointing, Wait, and then the Nets have just had so many injuries. I so JJ can vouch for me here. I was off the Celtics. I kind of gave up on them two weeks ago, but I'm so back on. After uh, Tatum really? had that like had that like game winner against the Blazers. And I'm also just imagine we definitely improved a lot with Evan Fournier. Um, and like, yeah, you I didn't say know that much until the playoffs start. I didn't know much about him, to be honest. I haven't watched that much magic. I've seen him play a few times, but, but just, when you just compare him to the, where the minutes would be going to, you know, we're replacing yeah, Ojale, uh Aaron Neesmith, whatever minutes with like a very competent like forward who can, you know, score, score if we need points. And like, I don't know, it's like, it's just a million times better than what we had. And they're just playing better right now that we've been plagued by injuries all season. I'm liking the way we look. Robert Williams is a good center. He can't really play more than like 25 minutes, which is probably an issue. And I don't even know if he can play, like the last five minutes of a game, he could be a liability out there. Um, I bet Embiid, Embiid got, probably could more, just crush him. They need more Mo Wagner time. No, we don't. We don't need Mo Wagner. <laughs> I love my favorite thing about Mo, Mo Wagner, Wagner is if you look up like his per thirty six numbers, uh, I think it's sixteen fouls, like per thirty six. The guy just doesn't know how to like, not, yeah, just doesn't know how to not foul. Um, I don't know. He does have some like flashes where he's decent, but that trade was, uh, you know, I, I think it was just some weird calories, uh, cal- not calorie, uh, cap space type thing. 
that Ainge was doing. Um, so I guess we got rid of Tice, but Tice is an awesome backup, big, big man. Like I'd rather Tice be having minutes instead of Tristan Thompson, but I'm stuck with Tristan Thompson. I hate watching Tristan Thompson play basketball. Uh, it's just, he's not fun, but I'm, I'm, I'm way back on the Celtics. I, uh, I, I fully believe now. I haven't watched them in a while. Has Tristan looked just bad? I thought he was going to be, he was like, in my mind, he was the kind of guy that they needed that like good, tough defensive minded center. Who's like, uh, has been on like playoff teams, has championship pedigree. Like maybe he could guard and beat a little bit. Maybe he could guard like Sabonis if they, you know, if they ended up matching up against the Pacers. You know, he might be he able just, to. He I, just, look, he just... I watch him on offense and I hate watching him play offense. That's, oh, like, yeah. that's like the main thing when he does his like, he backs dudes down like 10 feet and then throws up like a hook shot with no touch and it like never goes in. Um, first he gets like a million offensive most, rebounds. Most, first team uh, giant butt award <laughs> yeah. goes to Tristan Thompson. Well, he's yeah. also one of those guys where he was like before Ben Simmons, Tristan Thompson was the guy that everybody clamored shot with his wrong hand. Oh really? I don't know if you if you guys remember that. Yeah, coming in the that that was it's kind of the same thing with like Ben Simmons. If you watch him shoot jumpers with his left hand, it's like way smoother. And he finishes with his left hand like way more and he dunks with his left hand like no, you, way more. I forget like what the stats are. Are you talking um, about Tristan so Thompson or Ben Simmons league, right now? Tristan Thompson. Oh, like okay. the same argument that everybody makes for Ben Simmons, like when Tristan Thompson came in the league, he was the uh yeah, his left. People People are saying that he should be a lefty. Gotcha. I was just confused because Ben Simmons, it's like he should be a righty, right? That's the Ben Simmons one. Oh, right, right. The, the same kind of thing, yeah. 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 So he was the uh, he was the, the pioneer of people who somehow made it to the NBA playing with the wrong hand. <laughs> you got to be pretty good if uh, you get to the NBA. Just Maybe that's why he's a... <laughs> yeah. It's extreme talent. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, just be giant and super athletic. <laughs> it's not that hard not that hard so you know i was talking about <laughs> acquiring fournier which you know i'm I'm, a, I'm pretty happy with the move i think it actually gives us a fighting chance the east is the east is three teams deep and then i think the celtics and the heat are the only other teams that have any real um ability to to like challenge those three teams but uh the hawks was, are up there right now right yeah they're actually playing pretty well they, they, oh, they yeah. don't have trey young they don't have john collins right now but Apparently, uh, is it Bogdan? Bob, 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 how, do, how do you say his name? Yeah, Bogdan yeah. Bogdanovich or something. Yeah, uh, he's been playing lights out recently. Um, I don't know. Ever since, so ever since Nate McMillan took over, I think they're like a, you know, they're like a very good team, a competent team. Which you know, he has been a very good regular season coach. So, but uh, what do you think about JJ? What do you think about the Magic just completely blowing up everything? Oh, I was I'm I'm fine with it. I was, the trade, like I like the Vucevic trade. Um, Good trade. I feel like they definitely ma- they maximized Vucevic, and um, I also like I think that the the Bulls are a sneaky um, contender to slide down the standings, and maybe that pick could end up a little bit better. I don't I don't believe in the Vucevic Zach Levine pairing at all. Like I I like both of them enough as players like they're both super talented on offense and like I, I enjoy watching them but I don't think that they're like really a winning combination and I think that 
the rest of the Bulls are just like a little bit too young. So I love the idea of having their picks. Um, yeah, they're both just terrible at defense. Yeah, it's just and and Levine has gotten better, but he's still just I mean maybe like slightly below average. He's not um, going to be out there locked. I just I don't I don't think that that team is going to contend with those two as your two best players. So it's a, it's a good solid um, overall return. And I've always been a Wendell Carter Carter Jr. fan and still am. So um, I like I like getting him back. And then the the Aaron Gordon trade was what it was. It was, I kind of wish that we made this trade like a year ago. Um, I think maybe we could have gotten a little bit more for him, but um, it's fine. You get a, you get a pick and a, and a nice prospect and open up more playing time for some other guys. And, um, it is what it is. And then uh, the Fournier trade, we definitely just waited too long on that one. And he's going to, his contract was going to be up and the whole league knew we weren't going to resign him. So, um, two second round picks doesn't really mean much, but monks, did you Google Fournier's last name when you got him? Yeah, yeah I said that was a fun. <laughs> he's kind of a he's kind of an unreal Twitter follow. He's a funny dude. Yeah. Great locker room guy. Blue guy. Uh, that was so locker, funny. Um, yeah, with the Bulls, we like Vucevic and um, why am I blanking on his name? Zach Levine. Definitely. I feel like they would be a great two, three on a team, but they need like a number one on that team. Yeah. They're just, you know, I think they're yeah, just like, they would be great. They would be great. If, right, if they had like mediocrity. LeBron, like if they had, you know, like if yeah, they had like Kawhi, like, Kawhi yeah. would be perfect. That'd be sick. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't every team just get one of those guys, you know? Right. But that's yeah. Every team with a great two way superstar is going to be <laughs> like a lot better than when they, when they don't have them. Uh, they're just, so they're, yeah. So, I, and they haven't they haven't really slid I don't think, but uh, I mean, we actually we beat them last night the Magic beat the 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 Bulls so I, I do think that there's a chance um, if not this season I think we have this season and next season so that Magic I'm hoping for like a mid lottery pick that Magic roster has to be one of the most depleted like rosters in like of all time at this point I'm trying to think who's who's playing Cole Anthony Terrence Ross. Cole Anthony legend. Terrence <laughs> Ross, yeah. I don't know why we didn't just trade Terrence Ross too. Like, I feel like he's kind of, it would be kind of valuable to a team, wouldn't he? He know. would, but he's he's like he would be very valuable, but it's one of those things where it's like the magic probably feel like he's worth a first round pick and he's probably not. Yeah. What so, about uh I don't know. And he, he doesn't make any money either, so he it's it's fine holding on to him, I guess. Yeah. Dylon did what about Mo this, Bamba? What is he? Huh. I'll never leave the Mo Bamba bandwagon, but he has not looked good in about three years. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, he does no not glimmer have, of hope. He does not have one relevant NBA moment. Um, I don't even really remember any relevant college moments he had, but I mean, he's got a song named after him, so he's yeah, really like the song. locked into my heart. For, forever a legend. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I, over like three games, I think he was shooting like 70% from three. So yeah, like I don't know for some reason he's super I, skilled. Like he's yeah. he's he's just like some guys. You know they get to the NBA and they put on that like fifteen to twenty pounds of muscle like pretty quickly. He just has not done that. Um, he just like you can't put him in because he just gets bodied by everybody. Yeah, 
Um, he's also been injured a lot too, but I think a lot of those injuries stem from just like not know, being strong enough. Him. And then, yeah, uh, yeah, just like twig, and I'm sure like I'm sure like he just like doesn't. You know how like some guy like Greg Oden came into the league and he was so big and his movements were so awkward. Like doctors were just like, yeah, this guy's never gonna make it. Like he's too big and too uncoordinated and gawky, and his his hips are misaligned. Like. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of worried that, that Mo Bamba is, uh, is, is on that track. <laughs> oh, it's not funny, but it's kind of funny. No, it's it's scary, but it's okay. We got Wendell Carter Jr., so we're good to go. Yep. Sorry, Mox, what were you going to ask? I was going to say, what um, were the Suns supposed to be making any moves at the deadline? I don't think they did, right? No, they did. Well, we got Toy happy about for it? Uh, for nothing um we got him for like cash consideration so that was a pretty good pickup he's actually played very well for us um but no we didn't do anything other than we didn't do anything other than that i wasn't surprised that we didn't um trade anybody i was a little surprised that we didn't go after some other names in the buyout market but um i was kind of expecting there was always like rumors that Mark Gasol was might get let go by the Lakers since they were bringing in Drummond, and then there was uh, the rumor about Kelly Olynyk possibly being bought out, and like those were two names that I would have loved because I think we could use a backup big, um, you know. But just through the buyout market, I just didn't want to trade anybody or give up anybody, um, just because we're you know we're we're doing pretty pretty solid right now, and there's just nobody that I would say because the Chris Paul trade is just or the Chris Chris Paul contract. It's just so much. So it's like nobody's making enough money. Like there's no bad contracts on our team to like go trade it. You know, if we were to make a trade, you would have had to give up Sarich or Jay Crowder. Um, so yeah, there's just no way that was going to happen. Those dudes, you yeah. know, those dudes play play a lot and are big big role. So, um, so yeah, I wasn't really surprised, but uh, I would have liked to see it a, a backup big. What about your other team, the Heat? What do you think about the Oladipo addition? I think that was perfect. I mean, they gave away literally nothing that they were going to keep. I mean, Olenek wasn't playing well, uh, but he's good. Olenek is good. I mean, he's he's well, he's definitely good. Sons, for them. Yeah, he, he's pr- just a solid player. Like he's he's just a good overall player. So I mean, losing him definitely hurts. But I don't think at the end of the day that's you know gonna gonna ruin their team, especially when you're getting back Victor Oladipo. Um, so, but that was really all they lost. So, no, I think that was a total win for the Heat, considering they didn't, you know, didn't get Kyle Lowry and, um, you know, didn't end up getting Lamarcus Aldridge, even though another another guy that's not playing again. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, that's it's sad. I not the worst thing in the world. That's um, is that something that's like can develop later on? I I always hear about it like happening in like late teens, early twenties, but a guy that's been in the league for fourteen years. What no. was it again? Just irregular, irregular heart, heartbeat. Beat. Um, wow. So I guess I can develop later on because I, I doubt he was playing for 14 years with it. Um, yeah. But you know he's a massive human being. I'm. I'm they sometimes are uh, deal with that type of thing. But good thing he found out. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a pretty big uh, loss for the Nets, but JJ didn't agree with me. I I was a little bit higher on. LaMarcus Aldridge. I thought the Nets just – I think it's just names. They got so many names on their team now, it's stupid. Yeah. 
if they all can play together. Yeah, I think that in the playoffs, like when when push came to shove in crunch time, I don't, I don't, th- I don't think that Lamarcus Aldridge was in any lineup of like significance for them. Like he's definitely was never going to be in their closing lineup. I don't, I don't know. I, I think that uh, we were kind of arguing whether Blake Griffin or Lamarcus Aldridge had more significance, and honestly. Both of them are probably kind of irrelevant once the playoffs come. They're probably just like soaking up second team uh, minutes. But um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't. I don't think that it's going to be that big of a loss. Just yeah. don't get this Nets team. Like they need. They need defense. Like they need guys that play defense. Marcus <laughs> Aldridge can, could not move. <laughs> like he literally Same thing with Blake Griffin though. Right? He looks Those... like he's wearing stilts. Blake Griffin looks ten times more athletic than Lamarcus Aldridge does. Yeah. I'm surprised that the Nets didn't really like just go after a you know JaVale McGee. Like I feel like the Nuggets basically gave up nothing to get JaVale McGee. Um and then there, you know, like a guy like that would have been perfect for them. That's basically all they needed. Uh but that isn't that that Claxton kid is pretty good. And so I think that they're kind of like the way he plays. Yeah, their death lineup will probably end up being Kyrie, Joe Harris, James Harden, KD, and then that Claxton kid at center, or Jeff Green, uh, or, Jeff Brown, Green like or Bruce or Bruce Brown. They, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, Bruce true. Brownson. I guess if you want to put KD at center, I love they, what they play that Bruce, Bruce Brown, Brown guy at center. They'll just run pick, pick and rolls with him. Yeah, and uh, they're just it's, they're doing they're just banking on the fact that. If you're playing that lineup, like you're gonna have to go small too, so it doesn't really matter if yeah if uh, they don't have a traditional center on the floor, yeah. But yeah, that Nets team at full strength is. I'm very excited to get into the deeper rounds of the playoffs and and see some of these matchups in the East. Yeah, that'll be fun to watch. It It'll be like interesting. Gonna... To... Go ahead. I was gonna say it feels like we're not gonna see the Nets <laughs> full strength until the playoffs. I yeah. just don't think we're ever going to see these guys at all. The Lakers. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know the Lakers. Yeah, deal. I'm also. I'm looking at the standings right now. The uh, the Hawks are the four seed in the East. I just wanted wanted to be want everyone to be reminded that one of my bold predictions was the Hawks going to the second round of the playoffs. <laughs> I think so I agreed with you. I think I said that they would that go to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think that they would go to the second round though. It's it's looking like a potential Hawks Celtics matchup. I'll take the Celtics. Ooh, no problem. R.I.P. Celtics. Who would the Suns <laughs> be playing right now again? I think the Mavs. Yeah, but yeah, you know, so there's the all, oh, be, they'll be playing the winner of the play-in tournament. That's true, what I. True. I did want to bring this up. Pro playing games or anti-playing games? What do you guys think? Since that's a big topic nowadays, Luca's going out. I kind of want to see. I want to see how this year goes because, like, last year, I get why they did it last year. So I just kind of want to see how this year goes before I make any sort of judgment. But I kind of like it because it just – it increases the competitiveness. You know, I mean, it kind of prevents teams from tanking, even though I feel like they kind of accomplished that when they changed the uh, the lottery odds a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I – I, think it'll be kind of a fun idea to watch I, I i guess we'll see i mean i would be really pissed if you know had the suns been the seven seed and didn't make it i would have been furious so it's like i get it if you know if i was in that position i guess 
Yeah, it's super fucked up uh, from a player's perspective, like a player coach organization. As a fan, I love it. I love because, it. Yeah, great point. It, um, it's a good tanking impediment. Um, yep. You know, it, it's it's really easy to convince yourself that you can you can get to the ten seed. Like, there's not a lot. Normally, not a lot of separation between those teams, and then they all end up tanking. Um, but yeah, it's also going to be interesting to see like. So if you are the seven seed and you're playing that team that uh, like say you're right now in the East, like the heat are the seven seed and then the Hornets are the eight seed. But like, if you're the heat, like would you rather play the nets or the 76 er So it's like, do you want to throw that, that game and end up as the eight seed and play the Sixers? Or do you want to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it'll be interesting yeah. to see like the jockeying, like the potential jockeying uh, that, that may go on. I feel like yep. that's um, an aspect of it that 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 could play out kind of funny. Because I didn't think about that. I think that's I'd a, rather I think I'd rather see the 76ers than the Nets on the Heat. It's a ballsy move to, to to throw a game and potentially lose out on the playoffs. But yeah, no, I mean I, yeah. I don't think you're wrong. They'd be throwing a game and then well, they'd because be, if you're they'd the be going up against the you're... gauntlet the Wizards. <laughs> Yeah, true. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> no, the Wizards are the 12 seed right now, Monks. One game away, dude. One game away from the uh, the. Uh, they they're they're on a roll. You see W two right next to their seed. Two win wins in a row. Russell Westbrook is playing out of his mind right now, averaging a triple double, MVP form from a few Loser. years ago. <laughs> Winner. Um, no, Love I, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Honestly, like I was always kind of a Russell Westbrook fan, but there's just some people that started like hating on Russell Westbrook, um, like my friends and stuff. And I, I just had to go to his defense. And now I'm like a perpetual Russell Westbrook stand. Like I just he's he's now my guy. Um, he's like my number two guy behind Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> and I just want a quick plug Celtics, please sign Isaiah Thomas. It's our only chance. But um, yeah, it, it was it was nice getting to watch Isaiah Thomas playing an NBA floor again. I, yeah, I he looked Isaiah good. Thomas. He looked. It didn't show his uh, his kid running around before the game, but I I miss those days where it was like the pregame show. It was always uh, like a, I don't know his kid's name. It's probably Isaiah Thomas Jr. But uh, like <laughs> dribbling the ball around. It was like those are always like my favorite clips, like the players with their kids. Yeah, like, uh, Deuce Tatum kid. got. Oh yeah, well, Rondo's kid is part of one of the most legendary photos in NBA history. Time. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. But talk Deuce about Tatum it. was always getting a lot of love before the bubble. Talk about a great trade at the deadline, though. Rondo going to the Clippers, I loved it. Yeah, that was a perfect trade for the Clippers. I just wanted him on a like a very competitive team. I guess he could have been yeah. on the Hawks, but he just hasn't been playing well for them. He's probably going to go out of his mind playing on the Clippers, and he's going to be sick. Him and Patrick Beverly together is pretty fun. Yeah, it's a it's a weird. He needs to be on a team where he like feels needed. I think because like when he's on a team with the Hawks that like just have Trey Young, he's just like, I feel like he is just kind of moody and is like, oh whatever, like this doesn't matter. Then he goes to a team with the Clippers and he like knows that if he shows out, then like everybody's gonna be like, oh, like playoff Rondo, like Rondo, <laughs> he's supported. <laughs> yep. He's like they needed him. <laughs> he's yeah. just a winner. He's the best. Honestly. Which he is. He is, yeah. I'm kind of like, the way that I just said that is like kind of 
makes it sound like I'm hating on him. I, I love Rondo. Yeah, that's not like you to hate on Rondo, dude. No, no. <laughs> whoa, but whoa, I, whoa. I see, I see, I see through his little game. He's not. Uh, yeah, he's no, not that was me. that was a perfect trade for the Clippers. That was exactly what they needed. Um, I think it's going to be interesting because it won't right now. If the season ended right now, I'm pretty sure it would be the Clippers versus the Lakers in the first round. Nah, nah it's nug- it would be Nuggets Lakers. Nuggets Lakers. Oh well, that's still still would be fun. But okay, that that makes sense. I mean, if the Lakers still, if the, you know, because AD, first of all, Anthony Davis hasn't looked healthy all season with this whole thing. So that's another, like, if he's coming back, it'll be interesting to see kind of how he looks. And then I think they said the LeBron James is still out for another two to three weeks. So, I mean, they could end up in that sixth or seventh spot, which would be interesting. I think LeBron might quit if he's in the seventh spot. He's just like, I'm not doing this play and stuff. (laughs) Wait, did you guys, did you guys, Side note: You guys saw the uh, the trailer for Space Jam too, right? Yeah, so good. What do you think? I think it looks fucking awesome. It's gonna be so good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm so bored. This Space is like, Jam too. I think it literally looks so incredibly stupid. Dude, I just have no interest. Oh, no, in no, no. come on, Dylan. This is a Pro Space Jam I, two I, podcast, right? In that I in can't that trailer, stand LeBron. In that trailer, right before. Like the game starts and he gets turned back into like a regular person from cartoon mode and they all get turned into like like graphic people. You cannot tell me that you did not get chills. I was like, oh my god, like is, <laughs> is LeBron gonna save the world and quite pass to possibly the entire galaxy? I gotta tune in to watch. <laughs> this is gonna end the goat debate for sure. This is gonna he's gonna make the he's gonna have a better space jam. <laughs> We're doing a live reaction show for sure. Like we all have to purchase yeah. them. We we all have to purchase the movie the same same like the release day. Go see it, mm-hmm. or I guess hopefully movie theaters. I'm gonna go to the movie theaters in a Toon Squad jersey, and uh, just root for LeBron like it's a regular game. Like I'm gambling in Vegas. <laughs> no, that's gonna be such a good movie. I can't wait. He's, I feel like he's been working on it for like five years too. Yeah, it it has been really, a while. It's been rumored for like 10 years. You just yeah. like <laughs> Yeah, it has been. I think I thought uh I'm incredibly excited for that movie. I actually just rewatched The Last Dance. And I do you guys remember the episode where they said that when he was filming uh Space Jam, that was when he was coming back from baseball. And so he they just had like all the best NBA players and they like built mm-hmm. him a gym on the Disney you know, on the Disney uh, site or whatever, and they just build him like this state-of-the-art gymnasium and yeah. weight yeah. room and all that. That's so it was like awesome. a little. It was like a bubble gym kind of thing where it was yeah. like they laid yeah. down the court and then they had like an inflatable, um, like kind yeah. of like like tent almost. Um, and then he would yeah, just have like all cool. the best players in the NBA there, like all Reggie Miller, all those dudes coming in at that time. That, was, that would have been so sick. Yeah. How about Reggie Miller coming out uh, out of the clouds like very recently <laughs> yeah. in the news? Just saying that, just posing the own hypothetical question, like if Michael Jordan asked you to be on your team, which he never did, <laughs> would you join him? And he just says, fuck no. <laughs> it's like that never, literally never happened. Yeah, he told him I'd go fuck yourself, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's just an excuse for him to tell Michael Jordan to go fuck himself. 
and uh, but, but I love that like, that is that is totally the difference between I do honestly honestly kind of feel like this next generation of players like the Donovan Mitchells the Devin Bookers the you know the Jason Tatum's I do feel like these guys are all pretty loyal um, where I don't feel like they're gonna like go you know hopping around and playing with each other I think they'll actually stick around with their teams um, so I think that'll be that'll be pretty interesting uh, to see if that kind of reverses but I, I love that comment from Reggie. From uh, I, th- I think that's awesome. Did yeah. you see Damian yeah. Lillard we'll the see. other day? Just like oh, I can't remember what he said, but he said he basically was like, "Nah, I never leave. I never leave Portland. I'm loyal and like this." <laughs> and it's like I th- I think he he like says that like every week. He wants to remind people that Damian Lillard's the most loyal like uh, star yeah. in the league and he'll never leave. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love Dame. The story comes up like every other week. Yeah, and he. I loves should ask him about it when I when I saw him in person. That's true. You guys keep blowing these <laughs> yeah. interview att- opportunities. Yeah, I know, right? I'm I'm horrible. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm the worst at it. Yeah, but with this uh, with the trade deadline, I was looking through the standings, and you know, I was telling you guys before, but I think this is, I think this is the most parity the NBA's had in a long time. And like oh, that's yeah. an awesome thing. Like when the Warriors were doing their thing, I the NBA kind of sucked because it was a predetermined who's going to be in the championship. I don't think it's a predetermined thing. I think maybe two three months ago we thought it was going to be the Lakers, and that's no problem, or or it was going to be Laker Lakers someone else. But now it's I think it's anyone's game in the West, and I'd say it's probably a fifty percent chance it's going to be the Nets, and then I think the Sixers match up yeah. pretty well against them. I have seven teams that I think can win the title, but the yeah. Sixers, Nets, like the Nets, Bucks. like you can talk yourself into the. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say I think the Sixers, Nets, Bucks, Jazz, Suns, Clippers, Lakers. I think that's like the tier one can win the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I have the fringe teams, the Nuggets, Blazers, Mavs, Celtics, Heat. I think those teams can compete. But like, when's the last time that we've had that many teams that can legitimately have a chance to make a run? You know. Yeah, it really has just probably been these last two years or three years, I guess the the Raptors year. Um, yeah, but I, I it hasn't ever been like this much uh, in these last couple of years. Uh, but at least in the last three years, it hasn't been as much as before. And then I would probably say, like, gosh, back to like. 2010 2011 when you know the lakers were like definitely good enough to win it and they when they ended up winning it and the celtics years but like i feel like there was a few teams at that time that that maybe could have won yeah Cavs, celtics uh, lakers I, spurs mavs yeah that, that's yep. just off there's the top really of my head there's there's the so East, many because there's those those magic teams those bulls teams yeah, because then it kind of went into the Heat dynasty yeah. and the Warriors and the Cavs dynasty, you know, or I guess Cavs not really because they only won one, but then the Warriors dynasty, and then now we're kind of, you know, where we're at today. I think we're in a good place in the NBA right now. The leagues. Yep. We have potential for some really good – I think the playoffs are going to be unreal. Just the West alone, it's – the worst series is the Jabs, Jazz, Grizzlies, and I – like this is if the Grizzlies win the playing games and everything, but that would, I think that would be a pretty entertaining series. And I think the Grizzlies can put up a fight and then every other series is going to be like, do the Suns really want to play the Mavs? Do the Blazers really, or do the Clippers want to play the Blazers? 
Nuggets Lakers. Those are like, mm -hmm. those are pretty 50 50 series for the most part. Yep. Yeah. So it's going to be awesome. Um, you know, we've been in a rut like the past five weeks is kind of the worst or for whenever the trade that deadline was, but this is kind of the worst part of the NBA season. And we're starting to wind into the best part of the season. Mm -hmm. What we watch the NBA for. Yep. Because I don't know. We were busy with March madness. That was a lot more entertaining in the past few weeks. Yeah. You know, and I will say this about March madness is they did an amazing job. I kind of went into that thinking, I'm not going to pay attention to this. I'm going to fill out these brackets. I know we all did a bracket, but like, I just, you know, never really, never really thought that I would pay any attention to the, to the NCAA tournament, but they did a, they did a, you know, I mean, that tournament was just so much fun. Um, and it was, it was really fun to watch this year. They did a good job. Yeah. Dude, I agree with you. The last few years I had kind of been turned off to just college basketball in general. I was just kind of like a snobby NBA fan, just thinking that like, the basket, the quality of basketball wasn't that great, but I thought that this season, um, or like this tournament in particular, there was like a lot of good teams and a lot of good games, and just like a lot of like solid basketball, where it was like you didn't see too many just like rock fests of like the the uh, the fifty to fifty six games that like took forever. I think honestly, what it was is like the officiating was a little bit better. I feel like in the past, college yeah. basketball officiating has been just atrocious. Yeah, I love the charge call. No, Not as much as high school call. basketball, but eliminate the charge. <laughs> that UCLA Gonzaga game was one of the best basketball games of all time. Oh yeah, um, it was like yeah. it was basically an NBA game. The way they were playing out there, like mm -hmm. the quality of their shots and everyone. They, I don't know. The UCLA just couldn't miss in that game. They played a perfect game and lost mm -hmm. there's it not was, many times really was. where you can play a perfect game like that i also love when games like that happen and then like that i watch and i just get to walk around for like the week a week after that and be like that was that had to have been the greatest college basketball game of all time <laughs> like you just talk <laughs> about it <laughs> like <laughs> yeah i didn't watch yeah, the no, uh, that was fun i didn't watch the nova unc one um because i had this massive paper due back in the day so like i that was that's actually probably the greatest. It could be the greatest basketball game of all time, or like college mm. basketball, and I missed it. So, for me, but um, the, any uh, key takeaways for the NBA? How we're feeling with eighteen games left ish? Not really. I think you we've kind of kind of put it in a you know in a ribbon there. I mean, it's just it's it's just fun to watch. There's competitiveness all around. Um, you know, I think we kind of have to see what the injury situation ends up being and seeing if these guys get any sort of re-aggravations. I mean, obviously they're going to play through it because it's the playoffs, but, um, you know, it's just, you know, let's just kind of buckle up and let's see how it goes. JJ, any key takeaways? Um, no, not really just that we were talking about the kind of the back of the Western Conference. I really hope that it's the Warriors that come out of that uh, playing tournament. That would be Steph is playing at such a high level. He's like actually, yeah, could, should be an MVP candidate with how bad, like it, he would never win it with how bad this team is. But like their his team is so bad, and they play so much better when he's on the court. It's mm -hmm. it's 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 why I like actually Jokic, no matter what rank he is um, on the standings, because. His, his team is just night and day way better when he's on the court. Uh, yeah. So. You, uh, if 
I've I've caught a few of his games recently. If you haven't watched him play in a while, like you legitimately need to turn on your TV and catch a Warriors game because he is playing basketball at like its absolute highest level. Like I don't, I don't think that anybody <laughs> can play basketball better than Steph Curry is right now. And uh, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, someday Steph's going to retire. Like, you know, you got to you got to catch uh-huh. him now because he is. Uh, I've never seen anybody play basketball the way that Steph Curry's playing basketball right now. Well, that like, does take us into our big three, but what, we're going to hit you with a we're going to hit you with a uh, ad break real quick, and then uh, hope we'll we'll get get back to you with the big three. Hey guys, it's mm-hmm. Monks. I actually actually bought the airtime uh, for that for the podcast this week to make a personal plea to Danny Ainge. Please sign Isaiah Thomas. The Celtics are cursed right now. You know it. Everyone knows it. I know it. You know it all started once we traded. Once we traded Isaiah Thomas, whatever four or five years ago. Kyrie went crazy, and then forced his way out. Um, you know, Kemba is now a shell of himself. He like never missed time in Charlotte, and now he's just he, you know he can't stay healthy, and he just doesn't look like the same Kemba that we had. Gordon Hayward had the first time that he played for us, he just broke his leg. So this is obviously all has to do with Isaiah Thomas and how we betrayed him. So please, for the love of God, sign him. He'll give us good minutes off the bench. We have like Carson Edwards, Tremont Waters on the bench right now. They're He's like the same height as them and way better. So uh, you can drop Mo Wagner or Luke Cornett, just anyone. He's This is the only way our team's going to win. He also he also forced uh, he also forced Tatum to get COVID. He Tatum got COVID because of it, for sure. Um, so <laughs> yeah, now he has now he has asthma. Yeah, it's, it's fucking bullshit. And this is all because you traded him, which might yeah, be a good trade. Consequence. You know, we we should have backed up the Brinks truck. We'd have two championships by now if we did. So that's my personal plea. All right, and we're back, and we're bringing you the big three of the most exciting NBA basketball players that we like to watch. You know, I don't know. A lot of these games, there's individual players that are just awesome to watch and make the game way better, and we just kind of wanted to run through who our favorite players are. So, you know, JJ, who is your number one of the big three, the Ryan Weir? Of the Weir brothers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Mickey Weir. I was gonna say Jenna Weir. Actually. Uh, yeah. Well, I feel like I can't pick Steph because I just went on an obnoxious rant about Steph. So, is Steph your true number one? Uh, yes, absolutely. Right. Take the, hey, a, a healthy firing. All right. Okay. Fine. I'm gonna take that. Yeah, healthy <laughs> firing away on all cylinders. Steph Curry, I think, is the absolute um, most exciting player to watch, like launching threes from 30 feet logo range. Um, He also, I also like how he doesn't do like the thing where it's like, you know, some guys that are really good, they just run pick and rolls the entire game and just kind of do the same thing over and over again and take advantage of individual matchups. And while that's like, that's probably good winning basketball, it kind of gets a little bit monotonous. I like how Steph has a nice mix of like 
on ball, running off off screens, um, like isolation. Unreal handles. Like, unreal handles, yeah. Um, he's like the best shooter in the league. And it's just like something it. about – right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I think I think Steph is my, my exciting player to watch. Also, it, just coming – especially the last, like, two weeks, it's like have you seen his stat lines in the yeah, last, they're... like – He's on my fantasy team. They've been insane. Oh, yeah, he's out of control. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So there might be a little bit of recency bias in that, but I feel like um, it's, you know, it's actually kind of been a while since, like, he was injured all last season and, and the Warriors weren't as good. And, and this season has it's kind of been up and down for them. But it's uh, this last, like, two months or so, I feel like he's really just completely found his rhythm. And, um, he is – absolutely playing at like a 2017 2000 whenever he won back-to-back MVPs he is at that level right now if like he's not on the court and so they're a top three or five lottery pick for sure mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah absolutely. that team is a million times worse without him yeah it's uh the last last two weeks the best bet you could make is the the Steph Curry uh PAR or points or made threes. Like I'm pretty sure he's, he hits that every single game. His <laughs> line's always like five. In like the last yeah. three games, he had like well, 10. He, he got it in like the first few minutes of the second quarter. Like all yeah. the bets last time. <laughs> 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 all right, Dylan, your uh, you're number one, your uh, Tyler Gee. Yeah, my Tyler Gee. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with my favorite player in the league, Devin Booker. Um, I mean, he's just, you know, obviously it's just been, you know, I mean, there's other reasons, but he's just because he's on the Suns, he's my favorite player. But, um, you know, he is just fun to watch. I mean, as far as offensive wise, he's blossomed into a actual playmaker where I feel like the first few years in his in the league, he was just a score. Um, you know, he just knew how to score on dudes at will. Um, but now he does that same thing while also getting seven, six or seven assists a game um you know and actually leading the team and he's improved immensely on defense so um so yeah now he's my he's my favorite player without a doubt just you know on offense making shots on everybody the game winners uh the pull-up threes on fast breaks he's you know not as obviously not as good of a shooter as Steph but um you know he just his mid-range game is just insane Mm -hmm. yeah he's kind of the uh the closest like heir to the Kobe yeah. assassin mid-range footwork kind of like he's got that whole package uh yeah I feel like he's uh he's got it going on he's the type of dude where he has like his best games playing away because he just loves like shutting the crowd up because he just makes shots that are just so incredibly hard and that's I feel like that's kind of how Kobe was a little bit like his best games and like his biggest moments were, you know, sometimes not at the staple centers because he just loved like being the, being the villain. And I think that's kind of how he is. Oh, wait, is he, uh, is he secretly breaking the Kardashian curse? He kind of is. Yeah. He's, I mean, I don't want to bring it. I'm going to knock on wood now, but um, (laughs) he's uh, (laughs) he's a strong candidate. I don't feel like though, like Ben Simmons never played terrible when he was dating Kendall Jenner. I mean, he was still like an all-star and all that. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's a little different with, with the Kendall Jenner curse, but, uh, but no, he's, yeah, he's been doing pretty well. Did you guys see that video of him and Kylie Jenner playing on the Papa shot or whatever that, you know, that little 
yeah. home basketball yeah. game. Yeah, that was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. All right. My number one, my – trying to think. Big threes. My Michael Jordan um, would be – it's kind of tough. There's about like 15 guys that I'm thinking of right now. I'm just going to go with a nice and easy one, Dame. Yeah. I'm trying to buy his merch yeah. right now. It would it really – it would it would look out of place with me. I I love just honestly any player that just goes off in the fourth quarter and hits dagger threes, and I just his over overall persona on the basketball court is pretty awesome. He just like he lives up to the biggest moments and he's super fun to watch. Like I I I think I'm behind behind the Nuggets. I'd say the Trailblazers are probably like my second favorite team to watch. Just mostly because of him and CJ is also awesome. All right. So that's my, that's my number one. Then my, uh, are we snaking it? Yeah, we probably should snake it. Damn. I feel like I'm, you know, I already know which one you're going to take JJ. Do you? Yeah. hundred percent. Actually, no, it's going to, it's a Nets player, right? No, no. I was thinking about it. I actually, I was going to surprise you with a different Nets player than, than you're thinking, but I'm not going to do either. I think I decided. <laughs> you're going to pick Joe Harris? I was going to pick Blake Griffin. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I know my third pick's going to be there when I come back, so I'm, I'm going to go with – actually, no, never mind. I like Joel Embiid watching him play. Joel Embiid, mm. is, Embiid is just the most unstoppable player in the NBA, and uh, – you know, I probably shouldn't be a 76ers fan, but like because I'm a Celtics fan, but I like the Sixers a lot, mostly because of Embiid. Um, so I'll I'll pick, I'll pick Embiid. I agree. I think that uh, the NBA should should have Joel Embiid mic'd up for the entire game. That would be that would be gold audio. I don't know, but I Do you think I, he? I, I feel like he's the, uh, he's the, the conserved breath. He can't be talking shit. <laughs> no, he definitely talks shit. And I, I was dying the other day. I was watching the Mavs Sixers game, and he was like, it was during a free throw, and he was like, John with Mark Cuban. I was like, I really wish I knew what he was saying right now. <laughs> he is so funny. He's just so uh, physically, well, he's more he's more skilled and physically bigger than every single big man in the league. Like, yeah. it's it's just it's unfair. So, I don't know. Yeah. He's Very definitely unfair. like if you just watch like the two teams like line up against each other, like you would think that the Sixers were gonna win every single time. Yeah. Because Joel Embiid is just so big, and then you watch him run, it's like holy shit, how does he run like that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Dylon, I already know you're number two. Chris Chris Paul, right? No, 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 no not. <laughs> Crowder, it's Don't Crowder. <laughs> I do I do love me some campaign, some Jay Crowder. But uh but no, I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with John Morant. I think he's uh, one of the yeah. Very I, I actually really liked yeah. I really liked him coming out of uh, Murray State, uh, and obviously since we all went to school in Memphis, I you know I always kind of keep a keep a close eye on Memphis, kind of watch how they're doing. But uh, but no, he he he's really fun to watch. He's just so athletic. Uh, he's kind of got the old fashioned kind of just you know tough toughness to him that you know he he goes after everybody he plays. He doesn't look like he's starstruck. 
Um, you know, when he plays against guys, his alley-oops, I, I know he had an alley-oop the other week, or I think it was last week. That was just nasty. It's like one, one, uh, you know, one handed alley-oops are just sweet. Um, so no, no, he's just really fun to watch. So he, yeah, he'd be my, my number two. He has no regard for his personal safety when he plays basketball. <laughs> yeah that's that's my biggest fear for him is that he's gonna land weird one day and i'm gonna knock on wood again um but that's just he always like just he went lands weird i mean that's a fact everybody kind of talks about it um so yeah he's a big he's a big 360 layup guy which you got to appreciate <laughs> yeah. like, uh, him him john wall uh murray jamal murray loves the the 360 layups those are those are guys you got to have in the league. You remember that Jamal Murray three sixty layup in the playoffs? It was insane. That was like one of the best. That was that 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 might be the best layup I've ever seen. Yeah, JJ. I'm trying to think of uh, your Nick, your Nick kind of a dying breed the three sixty. My um, I hate how this is setting you up to put me last. <laughs> there's nothing I can. There's just nothing I can do about it. <laughs> um. So my Nick Weir, the big three. Um, I'm gonna go with Jokic. I feel like this is this I, kind I, of a no-brainer one. I'm surprised that he lasted this long. Like I was very, I was very Jokic close to action. picking him. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna it's pick a, him too, but then I said that's the same thing. I was like, I don't want to go with the obvious choice. But yeah. Um, so. Wow. Hey, you're right. My, my pick sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry yeah, that screw I you, man. God, you so, had complete chalk, dude. Yeah, so, okay, you guys are definitely going to win. I have you probably had all, four, all ones in the fucking March Madness, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, my freaking champion was uh, Oklahoma State. Such a casual. I was like, fuck. I was expecting Cade Cunningham to go on a Carmelo Anthony Syracuse like run. I mean, he let me down. But Speaking of that, I think I'm a Cade Cunningham truther. I don't think he's going to be that good. It's my bold prediction. I think he just has a uh, – I mean, it's not like um, – that, that, yeah, that's fine. But I feel like this he has a based pretty Based on high... nothing, like watching like three games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like he has a pretty high floor. Like he's uh, he's definitely going to be like at worst. Like the like he's always going to be an NBA starter, I feel like. Yeah. All right. Uh, JJ, you're anyway. – Jokic, I'm going. I mean, it's like to me, honestly, he would have been my number two overall pick. It would have been Steph and then Jokic are my top two favorite players to watch. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna have to. Need, I'm gonna need to get steeper competition in these big three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're number three. You're uh, you're third of the big three. Big three. You're JJ uh, Weir. My my Connor Monks of the big three is. <laughs> This is actually kind of tough. Because there's like players that I love, but then there's players that it's like, if you want to go purely like exciting, uh, Rudy Gobert. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I'm going to go with. Killing me. Um. Giannis. See, I, I don't actually, like. I love watching. I don't no, like see, watching Giannis play that like, much. 
there's something about just him looking like a Marvel superhero and then just like taking two steps and running down the court and dunking on everybody. And then like just coming out of nowhere and blocking shots. That is like, I don't think that you can argue isn't wildly entertaining. Yeah. I love watching his airballed free pointers, free throw. I, I, I can yeah. mix three pointers and free throws, free throws and three pointers all the time. I don't know. I just like, I, I don't know. I, I don't love, he, he doesn't have, a, I feel like he just doesn't have too much skill. I, I feel like I'm about to say what James Harden is saying. <laughs> or what, what was James Harden quote about uh, Giannis where he was just like, oh yeah, all he does is dunk it or something. Yeah, I think, I think that's what it was. But it was just like, uh, there's yeah, not, well, he's just a freak that's athlete. exciting. Dunks are exciting. Dunks are exciting, but you know, also, I'll take a guy that can like also take you on the that. dribble and then dunk in your face too. I don't know. He can he can do that too. Yo, but who's he's that just, gonna be? He, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> who's who's gonna who's that who's that gonna be? That's Embiid, not Joel Embiid. That's yes. Okay, they both do that. I don't understand what Joel Embiid like. He has a much better like post moves and like I don't know. Are you yeah, there? Okay, well that's why you picked him before I picked you honest. Yeah. yeah. I would have picked Embiid if, if he was available. I think I might I, I might just be biased against Giannis because I've like lost money on him so many times that I just kind of get upset. I don't know, but I don't I don't love watching Giannis play. He's like just, when, uh, when if the Bucks are on, it's not much watch must watch TV for me. Yeah, I think yeah, that I it's know. just like the Bucks. It's just that the Bucks have kind of the Bucks team have has just gotten a little stale, and that it's like they just kind of. They do the same thing every single game, and it's. I feel like it's just like a little bit of Milwaukee Bucks fatigue. Like, I still like watching Giannis. Yeah, I agree with that. There's, yeah, I'm just kind of like over watching them because they. You're right. They do the exact same thing literally every night. Um, but yeah, he is. He is just so much fun to watch. Um, all right, so my three, my LeBron James. Um, oh, I will. I will go LeBron? with. No, no, no LeBron no. last. <laughs> LeBron's uh, the worst Commerce? of the big three. Hot take. Got yes. It. Yes. Oh, Gosh, the worst the of the big three. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, so let's see. I'll go with uh, which is another obvious pick that I'm surprised that I'm surprised JJ didn't pick this. Uh, <laughs> Zion. Um, I feel like Zion is just so much fun to watch, and I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have seen Point Zion. Um, Very effective. But when they just yeah, when they just like let him control the game and you know play point guard, basically, I love it. So he just basically bullies whoever he's guarding, uh, and he's not that bad at you know finding making a play and get hitting an open guy. Uh, I think if it's something that you know if he knows that he's going to do it moving forward, I think it'll actually be pretty fun to watch. It's, I mean, that's exactly what Charles Barkley did back in the day. So I think that mm-hmm. uh, I think that he's just kind of like the this the, the new version of Charles Barkley. Uh, yeah. which 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 i love yeah there's, there's definitely just like a, a charming factor to somebody who looks like he looks fat he's not fat but he looks fat and uh <laughs> yeah. there's just something yeah. endearing to like somebody who looks like just that big um and just like i mean he looks hilarious um, yeah it's like when he dunks like... <laughs> it's like you just think it's i just think it's so funny <laughs> no i agree he just like kind of waddles around and he's just like dribbling and it's like you could tell he doesn't really like practice ball handling that much, but like he's just like so big and strong, it doesn't really matter. And like, quick. yeah, 
No, I agree. That's a. There's that's a what I mean. I mean if he if he goes through like an off season where he just does ball handling like every day, uh, and gets better in that, you know, in those areas, I mean, I think he's gonna just. I think he's, you know, his ceiling is endless, and that's why they obviously took him. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I think I think he's incredibly fun to watch. So you're just a huge fan of the uh, the twenty the twenty nineteen draft, draft class. class, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, my my last one. Can't believe he's still on the board. This is a personal pick. Russell Westbrook, <laughs> Marcus Smart. <laughs> that is true. Dang, I didn't even think about Russell it. Westbrook. Nobody likes to watch Russell Westbrook shoot bricks all night. I like to see him make plays for others, be super intense, get pissed off at everyone. He's incredibly entertaining to watch play basketball. Just think, remember when he was on the bench trying to fight Rajon Rondo's brother? That was like oh, yeah. the most entertaining yeah, awesome. like NBA game I've ever watched in my life, and they were down by 20. <laughs> he's like entertaining for like non-basketball related reasons though. But he's also incredibly like he makes awesome plays for others. He's all over the court. Like he's a great yeah. playmaker. He's yeah. constantly talking trash. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think he, he just takes everything so personally. Like guys are probably saying like nice things to him and he just like he just probably takes it for spite out there and just gets pissed off. Yeah. He's a crazy person, which I that's why I love about him. So I'm going to take, I Russ. like watching Brad Beal play. I like watching Beal play more than I like watching Russ play. Yeah. I was between Kyrie Beal and him, mm-hmm. but I yeah, Kyrie heart. underrated Kyrie this year when he plays is a uh, skinny Kyrie. I feel like there's not a lot of talk um, about how in shape Kyrie Irving is right now. Have you seen him? Like he looks like he has 2% body fat. Well, did you see the, I saw a tweet. I don't know if the, how true this is, but apparently he converted to, um he's he's muslim now and so he's like oh, he's, 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 he's in, like he's, he's undergoing ramadan yeah and that's like one of the reasons why he was like so re- resting a game i don't know if that has to do it, he's been thin before this uh before like the fasting period of ramadan as well yeah. but uh um, remember he was a guy that came in when, when he uh went through the nba combine he had 20 percent body fat oh really well he yeah, like he didn't play like, he didn't play for like so long didn't yeah, he like uh, he was, no he he came i thought he kind of came back at duke at the end of the season like remember. he didn't play for a while and then he played a little bit, but like, yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's been very impressive. Kyrie against the Sixers last night was very impressive. Like he was, he, he was their Their roster was him, Bruce Brown, Claxton, Jeff green, and like, uh, Joe Harris. That's like their only players they had. And then Elise Johnson was coming off the bench with, and I guess Deandre Jordan. And they somehow almost they lost by like six points, and they were in the game for like three quarters, and started getting blown out, and came back. I don't know. It was yeah. it was kind of a ridiculous game, but Kyrie put I up like forty points. I keep forgetting that they have DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, Joel Embiid yeah, absolutely like, murdered really DeAndre Jordan yesterday. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's it for our big three. Um, nope. Send DMs. Tell us who who won. Send them to me. I'll I'll, I'll get I'll get the feedback. I'll definitely win. No, you're just gonna you're gonna lie and say that yeah, exactly <laughs> that you won. People were big Russell Westbrook fans. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll be a uh, personal news. I'll be appearing on my my friend's uh, YouTube show, Fun Night Stand, with the Bez Productions. So tune in, listen. 
you can uh, just look up Fun Night Stand. It should be airing on, on Sunday. They'll probably be giving us a plug too, so I'll, I'll be trying to get this up so they can actually. You should uh, print out print out our logo and put, tape it to your chest during the yeah. uh, during the like, YouTube video. Like put like a piece of cardboard right behind me, and it just has our logo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, guys. The t-shirts are well underway. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Haven't, heard, haven't heard anything about those okay ones. well i'm sorry i've been kind of fucking busy <laughs> i should not have volunteered for t-shirt duty right before busy season <laughs> excuses excuses <laughs> all, right. all right well thank you for listening and uh, please tune in I was going to say next week, but whenever we record next, because it's probably not going to be next week. (laughs) 